Well, here we go. Bernie and Alamo Heights kicking off a new season and uh, Alamo Heights in a newly renovated stadium, not a new stadium. And I am uh, starting a new podcast here uh, that's going to basically just be a weekly thing where um, I get my assignments from the freelancing that I do every Sunday. And the next day, I just kind of spend some time doing some research, looking up stats and trends and players to watch and all that fun stuff. And I figured this year, after two seasons of doing this, I might as well put a microphone down and uh, record some of this stuff that I'm looking out for and uh, preparing for for the upcoming matchup. So I appreciate you guys tuning in and uh, listening. If you're plugged into San Antonio High School football, uh, I definitely encourage you to hit the subscribe button. Um, We should have a lot of fun here, and uh, thanks for tuning in. the first thing that jumps out to me about this matchup is obviously it is a 4A versus 5A uh, contest with Bernie 4A and Alamo Heights 5A. Uh, But both teams crack the top five for the uh, San Antonio Express News sub 6A rankings. So um, even though it is a difference in classification, uh, Bernie does have the depth and talent to make this a very interesting game to say the least. So just setting the foundation here, the game is this Friday at 7 p.m. at the newly renovated Orem Stadium. Um, looking at the history between these two schools, Alamo Heights leads the series 12-6, to 6, uh, but they haven't played since 2007, and uh, Alamo Heights won that game 28-15. to 15. Uh, The last win for Bernie in this series was 2005 when they won 27-7. Uh, and both teams had very strong seasons last year. Uh, Bernie going nine and three, Alamo Heights going seven and three, but both schools uh, going undefeated in district play. And uh, you know they're certainly expected to do the same again this year with the returning production on uh, both teams. So definitely a lot to like uh, from a roster analysis standpoint. Uh, but also just the the excitement and buildup of this new season, new stadium, all that fun stuff. So let's get into this uh, top five players to watch in the 2021 season opener. Okay, so coming in at number five is Alamo Heights running back George Flesher. Uh, He's a senior this year. Last year, he was first team all district. Uh, He's a very intelligent, patient runner. He sees the field really well. He knows exactly where to go, when to accelerate. Um, And obviously, he does not shy away from contact. He's very physical runner, uh, breaks through arm tackles with relative ease. And, you know, that's something that Bernie's going to have to watch out for. Uh, they, they're going to need to wrap up sometimes with more than one player to bring this guy down. So uh, when he touches the ball, there needs to be a lot of purple jerseys swarming around him. At number four, we have another Alamo Heights player. This is going to be junior defensive end Tommy Colligan, who is, uh, well, he also plays linebacker. He's six foot three, 250. But he runs really well. He runs a 4'6", 4'40", 
uh, but he also benches 350. He's just one of those freak athletes that you can put him anywhere on the field and he's going to cause problems for the opposing offense. Uh, he's definitely one of those guys that's going to be playing at the next level. Uh, he can drop back in coverage. He can rush the passer. He can be a run-stopping linebacker. He's really just one of those do-it-all athletes, and uh, and it's going to be tough for Bernie to try and game plan for him. So they're definitely going to uh, keep an eye on where Colligan is on the field at all times. At number three, we have the first Bernie player on this list, and that's Riley Pekacic, who is the uh, reigning sophomore of the year in District 14-4A. He had a great season, 50 catches, 773 yards, and eight touchdowns. Uh, he's a very dynamic receiver. He's the go-to guy. And if you're Alamo Heights, he's the guy that you have to key in on under no circumstance should he be in single coverage at any point in the game because he is by far the most dangerous threat, the most dangerous offensive weapon for Rashawn Galloway on the perimeter. And speaking of Rashawn Galloway, number two on this list is the Bernie quarterback. And, you know, he's entering his senior season now. Next year, he'll be playing baseball for Texas State. But he's definitely going to try and make the most of his last year playing football. He has improved as a passer every single year. Last year, he had a great touchdown to interception ratio, 29 touchdowns, six interceptions, um, completed about 65, 66% of his passes, Threw for 2,600 yards, um, and, and I expect him to have another big season. But this is a big test for him. It's going to test his maturity as a quarterback. How much has he grown? How much has he improved? Um, what, what has he sharpened? How many weaknesses was he able to eliminate over the offseason? And uh, if he can have a big game, if he can protect the ball, um, sometimes throwing the ball away and punting is the best decision in a game like this. And you, you don't always want to try and do too much. And I don't think Galloway is at that point where, you know, a lot of other less mature quarterbacks might be where he'll take a sack if he has to. He'll throw the ball away if he has to. But he's going to make smart, mature throws and put this team in a position to win the game. And coming in at number one on this list is going to be James Sobey, the quarterback for Alamo Heights. He's a big kid at 6'4", runs really well for his size. Um very long stride, but he's also agile. He can get out of danger when the pocket collapses. That's typically when he shines. He's known for escaping dangerous situations and making plays with his feet. He can throw on the run really well, and uh, they often use him for designed quarterback runs as well. He's very adept at running the speed option on the outside. And, you know, he's going to be going up against an improved Bernie secondary uh, with a strong pass rush. And we know he can make open throws, but... You know, when it's third and long and those windows start to get a lot tighter and everyone knows what's coming next, you know, can he make a play with his arm to move the chains? At some point in this game, Alamo Heights is going to need him to make a big time throw. So whether or not he can make that throw is going to be a big determining factor in whether or not Alamo Heights can take care of business in this game. And now we'll get to the key matchup that will determine the outcome of this game, at least in my opinion. And that's going to be the Alamo Heights front seven versus the Bernie offensive line. Now, typically with these 4A, 5A matchups, you kind of start to see a little bit of discrepancies in the depth and talent up front particularly. Uh, but Bernie does have a good offensive line led by center Jacob McLaughlin, who Coach Hendricks is very high on. He's one of the top O-linemen in the city. Uh, but he's going to have his handful along with the rest of that O-line against 
uh, one of the top linebackers, Roan Irwin, who will be uh, getting after the quarterback, but also plugging up holes and trying to stop the run. And we already mentioned Tommy Colligan, who's going to be all over the field and uh, wreaking havoc up front. So what can Bernie do to kind of negate that that slight mismatch that they'll be up against? Bernie doesn't quite have the size up front that Alamo Heights does. Now, you've got a dynamic quarterback. You've got a running back, J.P. Castro, who we haven't talked about yet, who's uh, who is certainly poised for a breakout year. Um, they're going to be feeding him the ball a lot more. When you have a dynamic duo with Galloway and Castro, you still need to have a push up front to try and generate some running room for those two. So if that can be done, if Bernie can get a good push up front and try and limit the number of tackles for loss and sacks that they might otherwise have given up, they have a chance to win this game. Uh, They have the playmakers in the backfield and on the outside to put up some points. I think the favorite is Alamo Heights in this matchup. Um, It's a really strong defense, especially up front. But if Bernie's offensive line can play to their ultimate potential, this can be a very interesting game. All right, coming up next, we've got Coach Hendricks from Bernie joining us and uh, got a lot of questions to ask him about the offseason progression of his team, what he's expecting from this matchup. So stay tuned. We've got Coach Hendricks with us, and uh, Coach, I'll just jump right into it. So I'm just curious, like, what's what's been the buildup like, really, from the off season all the way up until now, uh, knowing that you like you're coming right out of the gates with a, a pretty big matchup here? Yeah, I mean, I think it's always fun to play somebody like that coming out of the shoot, and uh, it definitely is a way to get kids' attention in the summer, and you know, when it's hot in August and you just start, um, you know. So I think we're really excited to play. We know it's a huge challenge, obviously going to Alamo Heights and playing in the new stadium and the kind of program they have. So, you know, we're really looking forward to it. I think for us, we're just looking for an opportunity to get better and kind of test ourselves and see where we are. And, and kind of starting off with uh, the quarterback situation. So you've got uh, Rashawn Galloway coming back. What, what have you seen from him in the, in the off season in terms of his development as a passer? I mean, he's just really good. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's really gifted. Um, he's got a tremendous arm, um, and where he's developed is just the mental side of the game and how he approaches it, how he works, you know, and how he reads coverages and and just understands the whole, you know, concept schematically of where we are. He's like having another coach on the field. Um, you know, we, give him a lot of freedom to check and do some things. And, you know, that's what you get when you have a senior quarterback who's played since he was a freshman. I mean, it's such a, it's so nice. Like I said, having an extension of the coaching staff out there, you know, running your offense. And then you've also got, uh, I believe your top uh, rusher from last year back in JP Castro. What what have you seen from him in terms of uh, his overall growth? Um, And what are you looking from him? What are you looking to see from him uh, in the opener? He's had a great offseason. He's gotten so much stronger uh, just physically. He looks great. He's in great shape right now, though. Um, and we expect him to have a huge year. You know, we expect him to be able to handle the load and, and carry the ball 20 times a game. And, you know, he's gotten better in pass protection. And, 
you know, things that make him a more complete back, catching the ball in the backfield. So I think he's going to have a, you know, a really strong year for us. In terms of Alamo Heights, I mean, obviously this is one of the top teams last year. They're always producing good talent um, offensively and defensively. Uh, what are you expecting to see from them? I know you mentioned you just want to see how you guys kind of stack up, uh, but but what are the ways that you can beat a team like Alamo Heights? Well, what I expect from them is is to be very big and physical. And, you know, I think they're extremely well coached, and I think they're really disciplined. They're sound. Uh, that That's what that's why it's a good challenge for us. So what we have to do is is try to, you know, bring the same type things to the game. We have to be extremely physical. Um, you know, we got to win the line of scrimmage. We got to take care of the ball. We have to eliminate mistakes. I mean, that's the only way you can beat a team like that. So, you know, that that's that's why I'm, we're, we're fortunate to play them. I'm glad to get to play them because we'll, we'll see, you know, kind of a hurry, you know, just kind of where we are. Yeah. And in terms of, you know, what you've seen from your team in the offseason, are there any names that we may not know about that you think are going to go ahead and, you know, have one of those big years where they just step up and, and kind of show out? Who, who are you looking forward to have kind of a breakout season? Well, guys that, that may go a little unnoticed um, are, are two offensive tackles, uh, Riley Mackerel and Sam Waters, and our center, Jacob McLaughlin. You know, Jacob played as a freshman started every game last year so he's a you know he's got a lot of experience at the center position and he has had a tremendous offseason he's about 6'2 270 moving well and he's playing at a real high level so those two tackles um you know i expect them to be really good up front as far as a skill receiver you know i'm not sure he's under the radar but you know he's our leading receiver coming back riley bakachik had a tremendous sophomore year he was sophomore of the year in our district led our team in um in receiving i think he had close to a thousand yards and you know a bunch of touchdowns and just had a great year so i expect him to really build upon that he looks really good had a great offseason and then defensively you know our leading tackler's back tanner lundy so again it may not be a, a surprise or a under the radar guy, but, you know, I expect him to have a big year. And then uh, our two safeties, uh, Will Pearson and Houston Hendricks are back um, after last year having both of them had really good seasons. I would expect them to, to build upon that too and have great seasons at safety. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, staying on the topic of defense, what do you need to see improvement on in terms of uh, just over last year to this year, if you want to take the next step, uh, in in playoff and championship contention, what what are you hoping to see from your defense this year? Yeah, we're just just continuing to get better each year. We've you know we've been here. I think we've been better defensively, and um, you know we lost four really good D linemen last year, mm-hmm. and so that's been a point of emphasis through the off season, through the spring, is our defensive front. And you know, they had a really good scrimmage last week against Liberty Hill, so that was exciting for us. So we have to we have to be able to continue uh, to get better up front and try to control the line of scrimmage because the further you go in, in the playoffs, you got to be able to stop the run and you got to be able to hold up in the box. Even if a team throws, you know, like Miller last year, you know, we struggled because we couldn't stop the run or the pass, mm-hmm. you know, and that makes it – that makes defending offense really, really hard. So – you know, just continue to get better up front and in our box, get bigger, faster, stronger, and, and be able to hold up, you know, against a team like Miller in the in the box at least, so then we have a chance against the pass as well. 
But it sounds like, you know, you're you're feeling better or more confident about the secondary situation with those safeties. Well, we pretty much have everybody back. You know, we have mm-hmm. two, two corners back, two safeties back, uh, and then a couple of kids who, who played a lot at kind of outside backers safety. So we we do. We have a lot of experience in our back end. And so that that is exciting um, to have those guys back. But, you know, it's all got to work together on defense. And, uh, you know, it's it's hard if you're, if you're really good in one area and not really good in the other. But right now, I think overall – you know, we're really happy with where we are as a team. Well, Coach Hendricks, thanks so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it, and uh, best of luck this week. You bet. And that brings us to the final portion of this podcast, and that's going to be the prediction. The the toughest part for me, because especially when we're starting a new season, you really just don't know what you've got until you're out there on Friday night. Um, we know the talent. We know there's a lot of veteran leadership on both sides of the ball for both teams. You've got two really strong, mature quarterbacks, great offensive and defensive lines on both sides. So, you know, it is a 4A, 5A matchup, but it's not a typical one where you expect the 5A team to kind of take care of business without much trouble. I can see Alamo Heights jumping out to a 7-0, even 14-0 lead, but Bernie is not a team that's going to go away. They have too much skill, too much talent to back down after uh, fall, falling into an early deficit. So I do think Alamo Heights gets out to an early lead, but I think Bernie responds. And I think it'll be a close game at halftime. Um, and I think it'll be a close game even heading into the fourth quarter. I do think that there's a chance that Bernie could be in a position to where They've got the last possession of the game, and they're marching down the field. And it comes down to whether or not Bernie can make a play on offense or Alamo Heights can get the stop that they need on defense. And when you just look at the talent and experience and depth of that Alamo Heights defense, I do think they get the job done and hold off this Bernie team 35-28. to And I think that about wraps things up for us here uh, in the inaugural episode of this podcast. And again, I really appreciate all of you uh, taking the time to listen. And I do hope that you subscribe. We'll have a lot more games to get through this season. Uh, I'm super excited about it. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.